What's happening, everyone? Welcome back. It is Jay Scott, and it is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Always remember to write us a review at the end of the episode. We always do appreciate your time and the feedback. And also, we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, the official network for Metallica. So check out Metallica's exclusive podcast on Pantheon Podcast. You can find it at PantheonPodcast.com, as well as so many other great music-related podcasts. And you can also find them at Pantheon Pods on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as the Hook Rocks on all three of those platforms. So please give us a search, follow us, and like us on all three of those platforms. And follow us, like us, subscribe to us on any podcast platform that you do subscribe to or do use. And don't forget to set your app for automatic download. So you get the latest episodes right to your phone and get to enjoy all the old ones that we've done. We've got over 500 episodes. We celebrated our 500th episode with Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick, as well as our four-year anniversary with Nita Strauss. So check those two episodes out. And some recent stuff that we've done, absolutely incredible interview with Tracy Guns of LA Guns, celebrating the life of Eddie Van Halen on the third-year anniversary of his passing. Just a raw, authentic, emotional conversation. Uh, he shares stories about their friendship, the impact Eddie had on his life, and so much more. So I definitely think you all will enjoy that. We also had a new music spotlight with Carl Spackler from La Chinga, the great Canadian band. They've got a new album out called Primal Forces out this past Friday, October 6th. So check that great episode out as well. We also welcomed Aaron Jones, the great singer-songwriter. He's gearing up to open up for Guns and Roses. And we also had our quarterly top 10 album review, which we rank and feature all the great albums that we liked over the last three months. We do it every quarter. And the album that I picked as number one is from my latest guest. The band is Parker Barrow. The album is Jukebox Gypsies, which is just an absolute incredible Beautiful album, and I'd like to welcome Megan and Dylan to the show. What's happening, guys? How are you? Hey, how are you? What's Thanks going for on, us. man? I'm really excited about having you guys. This album has completely <laughs> blown my mind, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know where you guys came from, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we always start the same way every time we have a first-time guest on the show. And that is really the essence of what we're all about. Just like every rock song has a hook that pulls you in, every rock band has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or a performance that hooked you on rock and roll. What was it for you? Yeah, for me, uh, definitely the Black Crows. Um, just uh, that every, everything about the Black Crows, honestly. Uh, just the energy behind the band, the, the lyrics, the, the, um, some of the stories. Um, I, I listened to them, uh, when I was young and that was the first band that really like just absolutely captured me and, uh, kind of just, you know, turned me into a rock and roll fan. And I feel like I, I got my start to rock and roll a little bit later than Dylan. Uh, unfortunately, but, also, fortunately, I guess, um, I grew up in old country. My parents listened to nothing but Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and everything in between. 
Uh, and I met Dylan back in 2019, and he really started introducing me to this whole new world that I really didn't know much about. Um, but we put on a Whiskey Myers album one time, and everything I thought I knew about music changed that day. <laughs> and then I leaped headfirst into the rock and roll world, uh, Southern Rock, everything, Tedeschi Trucks, all of them. But I would say the first time I listened to Whiskey Myers definitely uh, changed my perspective on music in general. <laughs> so you got a lot of catching up to do, basically. Yeah. You're telling I me. Really yeah. I'm a, she, so, I'm yeah. she has, uh, she really did dive in. She's, she has done some catching up, but uh, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we'll be out on the road a lot. Listen, we listen to a lot of music on the road and it's always fun to find something she hasn't heard. Uh, <laughs> and kind of watch her come around to to liking new things, and I mean, she's turned me on to a lot of different stuff as well musically. It's you know one of the things that's so fun about what we get to do and how we do it is you know we both I think have grown and learned from each other's perspectives, mm. uh, music, life, you know, family, everything, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's one of our favorite parts about doing this is that we do get to. Uh, you know, learn from each other and, and experience new things and different things that we wouldn't get to experience, you know, without each other. Yeah. Well, speaking from experience, once you do the Led Zeppelin homage, which yeah. is the first song all the way to the last song on the last album, you yeah. have reached another plateau of your of your music now. Actually uh, hilarious that you say yeah. that because we uh we just like I said, we were on the road for like a uh, little over two weeks, I think. And we finally, like I, I sat her down and was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go yeah. beginning to end <laughs> chronologically. And uh, we made it through, uh, I guess, I think we've ended on rock and roll, which is I think the second song on Led Zeppelin four. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting there. I'm we're, my we got a ways to go, but yeah. it, it's a ton of fun <laughs> and it's definitely a good experience. Everyone should have. <laughs> Absolutely. I've done it a couple times myself. Nice. Uh, once in an altered state, but it was much it was it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know when you when you listen to them I was always a Kiss fan growing up when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And my cousin came in from California when I was going to be a junior in high school and he brought this big duffel bag of Led Zeppelin bootlegs. And Led Zeppelin really didn't have a live album. They had Song Remains the Same, which was like a soundtrack, but it really didn't capture the essence of them live. Mm -hmm. And after those three weeks, I was all in on Zeppelin. I mean, they used to do 40 minute versions of like songs and like 30 right. minute versions of like whole lot of love, with like a blues medley mm -hmm. in there and everything. And once you realize that they were like immortal gods walking amongst <laughs> them, you know, like us, us mortals, you know, they yeah. are, I mean, every time I listen to Zeppelin, I always find something new. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. And I feel like, you know, I I always say like that's at the very top of my list. If I could time travel, I would go back and see Led Zeppelin live because, uh, you know, I feel like from what I've heard, like I know my dad saw him back in the day and he's talked about and just different stories I've heard. It sounds like they really never did anything the same. I think they actually had some critics of their live show not sounding like the record uh, because they kind of just did whatever it was that night. And um, that's, that's how we try to do things as well. I don't know if it's by design or just 
out of necessity that it's <laughs> <laughs> just the way it comes out. But like, you know, that all that, you know, the, the creativity inside of the creativity that they had, like they, they wrote these amazing songs and recorded them. And then just, they all took on new lives and new meanings and went in completely different directions. And yeah. it's uh, definitely one of a kind, definitely has shaped any, anything that you could put inside of the rock genre f- from the time it happened until now. So, uh, yeah, those guys, I always think about, you said, you know, like the immortal status, like that picture yeah. of Robert Plant holding the dove <laughs> in front of like, I don't know if it was like a hundred thousand, 70, well, however many people, but he's just staying there holding that dove. It's just like, those guys were meant to be where they were when it happened. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Who, who holds a dove on yeah. like that? Like in some, he's like from another world, you know, yeah. The randomness of a dove landing on the on his hand while he's performing yeah. in front of a hundred thousand or so people. It just you know, <laughs> he was not at this doesn't point. look surprised about it either. It's just there. It's like, hey, I'm just holding a dove. Yeah. <laughs> There's a live bootleg that I have, and you can you can find it on YouTube. You can find the opening song, which is "Song Remains the Same." Mm. Uh, it's live in 1977 at the LA Forum. Mm. John Bonham's drumming on Song Remains the Same is not of this earth. It is, <laughs> it is, I'm telling you, when you're done with this, go listen to it. And it's the same show where Keith Moon sat on the drum riser next to him while he played the show and they were both getting drunk on whiskey. No doubt. And this, when he started, he's, you know, he's trying to impress Keith Moon because they were both friends, but they were also competitive too. Right. He's all charged up. He's got Keith Moon next to him, and he just starts wailing on the drums. And there, you're you're listening to the intro. A song remains the same, and you're like, "How's he going to make it back?" Because he's <laughs> like, he's way out there, and he's keep you know, and he makes it back with this fill that is just like whole holy, <laughs> like unbelievable. So go check that out. You will you will Definitely. probably listen to it at least three times in a row. Yes. Be amazed. See, all this stuff is new to me, so I'm still. I'm still, I haven't even gotten to the little, uh, but like the unknown videos. I'm still watching the ones everyone knows about. <laughs> you, you, well, this is like an advanced education. You're in the advanced oh, class. Man. <laughs> You're skipping like three courses yeah. right now. Yeah. As far as Black Crows goes, what was the first song that really hit you with them? Um, pro- I mean, it's, yeah, I would say there's a couple of them like um seeing things is like kind of i've always gravitated towards the blue side of rock and roll and uh that song definitely changed my life it's probably it's still probably my favorite song to this day it's at least in the running depending on what kind of mood i'm in but as far as like rock and roll like power energy uh remedy um that one and no speak no slave i saw a video a concert from i think it was houston and like uh like 93 maybe and they open with no speak no slave and that riff comes in it's just that thick guitar sound uh heavy drums um i i i, I could talk black crows all day i really really <laughs> love their music and their sound and uh you know where at least i feel like they were coming from with it um just a really cool band. All their music kind of stands out to me. It's all good. It's 
all makes me feel something different, but all of it's uh it's probably the biggest inspiration I have as mm-hmm. as a musician or a writer or anything is Chris Robinson and the Black Crows. <laughs> yeah, they I saw them a couple summers ago. Dirty Honey was the opener. Oh yeah, for the yeah. uh Shake Your Money Maker reunion. Yeah. 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 They sounded I fantastic. Oh, I wish I could have caught that. They sounded fantastic. They were great, you know, and, and um such a band that really meant a lot to my youth growing up. I mean, I think their debut came out in ninety and I was fifteen. Yeah. And it was such a um it was such I, I might get a little flack for saying this, but I was more <laughs> more always a Crows fan than a Guns N' Roses fan. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I would hundred <laughs> percent would agree yeah. for myself as well. Like I have a ton of respect for Guns N' Roses and their catalog and the fact that, you know, they're still selling out arenas and stuff. But I definitely did not I me personally connected much more with the Black Crows music than I did Guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Megan, for you, you know, coming into yeah. this world, you know, late in the game as you said. Right. You know, what's this all been like for you in terms of performing? Because there's nothing like a rock show, right? Yeah. There is nothing like it. And <laughs> there's a synergy. There's a there's, you know, the the audience is so captivated and the band is is yeah, most bands are are incredible live. And it, it's such a different energy than any other mm-hmm. genre of music. What's that been like for you? What's this like new world been for you, this journey? I feel like since I did grow up with country, country, you know, wasn't a performance genre. It really wasn't until, you know, early 2000s that people started performing, becoming like, you know, Carrie Underwood's and the Taylor Swift's early days um, of like putting on a show while also singing. Uh, So I didn't really grow up seeing that side of things. And the way I learned to perform was really with an acoustic guitar sitting down and singing songs. Um, So I think that it honestly helped me. Like I was already at a mature point of starting singing and I'd been doing it for about 10 years and kind of knew what my voice sounded like and kind of things that catered to me. Um, I don't sound, I don't, I always say I don't have a pretty voice, uh, but I do think that my voice is different. And I always had a hard time connecting with country singers singing the way I do just because my voice isn't clean and pretty and all these runs. I can't, it's not really my strong suit. And honestly, when I heard Susan Tedeschi for the first time, uh, I was like, whoa, like there is like raspy girls out there that, you know, can, that have a, just a soul to them that, I would say that not that country singers lack it. It just comes off differently with the support of the music and everything behind it. It doesn't just have to be me. I have this incredible support system on stage that are just incredibly talented musicians that back me up when I'm feeling a little loosey or like when I'm, you know, they give me the support that I'm able to kind of let my freak flag fly uh, in a way. And I think that coming into the rock genre late has given me a fresh, like, idea of it to where I'm able to apply what I grew up knowing, but also, like, 
well, I can do these other things too. I can put on a show. I can be a performer. I can front a band. And, you know, I always thought like I had to have a guitar in my hand for people to be interested in the show. But I mean, like watching Robert Plant and watching Chris Robinson, like some of the best frontmen in the whole entire world, like you're captivated by them. And I feel like for me, seeing that, like, even though as a woman in the rock genre, it's a little bit different, but like I could still apply those types of performance. Like it's just fun. It's, it's like you get to just let loose a little bit and enjoy the music part of things. Like a, a lot of people, you know, it's people focus on the lead singer a lot. Like they do a quarterback in a football game, but I mean, it's the whole team, you know, it's, it's like, I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have the guys, you know, they're playing all their parts like the almond brothers it's I, I, all that kind of stuff where you know it's not always singing but it's so melodic and beautiful that there's like just so many different parts of music that i feel like with live music today you don't see very often um where you're focusing in on everyone's individuality but also the band together uh i just I think it's really cool for me, uh, especially in the past year or two, where we've really kind of flipped and been like, we're a rock band. We're going to be a rock band um, and kind of dive all the way into that. So it's been really cool just to kind of see our growth and the guys we have on stage. Um, we have some really talented guitar players, bass player, like everyone is in it. And it's a really cool thing to watch grow uh, for us. The rock and roll is really about the front man and of course the guitar player and the drummers and everything. Yeah. But it, because people watch with their eyes and their eyes are always glued on the, on the person that's singing, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's you or whether it's, you can said, Robert Plant or yeah. Chris Robinson, Freddie Mercury, David Lee Roth. I mean, the, the person singing is the show basically, right? I mean, right. they are the entertainer. And I think rock and roll for, a, for, a lot of the wrong reasons has gotten away from that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's disappointing because I think it adds such a great dynamic to a mm -hmm. rock band and to a rock show when you have a performer as well as a singer, right? Right. Yeah. You know, there's, there's two classifications. There's singers and there's performers. And yeah. the ones that do both are really where it's at. And, and as far as your raspiness goes, I said on the, the quarterly episode where I ranked your album number yeah. one, <laughs> and Jason from All Things Blues and Southern Rock, who you guys were on the show, didn't yeah. rank number one. Not going to go there, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's a mix between Janis Joplin and Stevie Nicks. And mm. I know you're a female singer, but there's also yeah. there's also an approach and delivery that's similar to Rod Stewart. Oh. Yeah, we uh, yeah. love. I'm a big yeah. Faces is uh, yeah. one of our favorite bands. We actually cover a Faces song in our in our set. Uh, yeah, that's Rod Stewart. That's awesome. Yeah. Haven't heard that one, I but, but I, me, I guess yeah. yeah, I guess I could hear it. Yeah, yeah. The, fa the Faces are an incredible band. A band that should have been yeah. bigger than they were. Um, mm -hmm. And the stuff with Jeff Beck Group is just incredible too, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, the voice is unique. I mean, it's it's really <laughs> cool. The band is great. The you know the musicianship yeah. of the album is just second second to none. It's top notch. 
<laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised. A friend of mine who's on Twitter recommended this album to me and like a few others. Mm. I was at a show. We were watching a band called Bourbon House, which is a band, a blues-based rock band out of Wisconsin. Mm. He was telling me, he's like, you got to check out this album by Parker Barrel. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. So I got on a plane. So I was going down to Texas and I downloaded it before the flight and mm-hmm. I'm listening to it and I'm bopping my head like up and down and everyone's kind of looking at me like they didn't know <laughs> if I had a mental issue. Or <laughs> they didn't realize that I was enjoying like this kick-ass album, this rock yeah. and roll album that was just great. Oh, yeah, we, um, when, I mean, y'all reached out to us well, last week sometime yeah. and then we saw that y'all, uh, released the podcast and like I listened to it and it, it's funny for us because we are we are very new and anytime anyone we don't know is like oh I've heard of them it's it's kind of a weird thing for us because it's like how how from who <laughs> who told you about it it's like thank you it's, uh, it's really cool but uh it comes to shock uh a lot of the time and when your podcast came out we were at a campground somewhere in Virginia and I listened to it and, you know, it kept going through the list. And I was like, there's no way they put us as number one. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of great albums on here. And like, I just, I was not, we were not expecting that at all. (laughs) It's crazy. Like we were listening and, you know, we're listening and some of the albums and some of the bands are bands that we listen to and, and bands that inspire us and, uh, you know, honestly, bands that we look up to and have looked up to for a long time. And as you were going through and reading them off, we're like, man, did he like <laughs> accidentally tag us or something? Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> he's on, we're, we're, we're on like number three, number two, and he had still hasn't. And then it was like, wow. And it, it's just, it was an honor for us to <laughs> be considered with those names and, yeah. and to have you rank as number one was just such a cool thing. And like Megan was saying, uh, you know, for us right now, this being our first record, it's it means so much to us just to have somebody care enough to listen, let alone to to share it and to speak about it. And uh, man, it was just really cool, and we really appreciated it. Yeah. Put a big gust of wind in our sails this weekend, and uh, yeah, we we definitely uh, were shocked by it, but really appreciate you and really appreciate all the nice things that you had to say. It is crazy too. Like, I mean, we've been working on this record. Um, with our producer, Stephen McKnight for, we started recording in 21 and there was a lot of, we were working a full-time job at the time. Um, so our studio days were few and far between and we really just, you know, put the pedal to the metal and did our best. And we feel like it all came out when it was supposed to and when we were ready for it to, but we've had all these feelings about this album and these songs. And the only thing that you can really hope for is that other people, feel something you know like it may not be what we were feeling but understand it the way that we were trying to display it in this 10 song record and a lot of the things you said we were like that's how we feel about it you know like and so i guess it kind of gave some validation and you know just in, in our first record it's really cool to hear everyone else's feedback and the way that they you know songs that have been a lot of things to us, the way that they deceive them or uh, receive them. And like, it was just really cool to hear everything you had to say. And Jason too, we love 
those guys over there. Um, it's just, it's really neat to, to have that. That was really cool. <laughs> Jason and Brian do a great job on their podcast. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I was, I, I love the interview that you guys did with them. And, um, but again, they didn't have you at number one. Right? So, um, <laughs> like no, you all have a nice little community, though, a podcast community. We yeah. kind of noticed it. It is great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was an easy choice at the end of the day. You know, it was such a good album, such a powerful album. And it's as far as like the bluesy, soulful stuff, like I mentioned in the episode, I haven't felt that way about an album like that since Gypsy Cadillac, which was the last album released by Bishop Gunn, which I don't know if you guys are yeah. familiar with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that whole album... Bishop Cadillac, Gypsy Cadillac, uh, Bishop Gun, Gypsy Cadillac, I should say, uh, was just an amazing record. And, you know, I was listening to Jukebox Gypsies and I was getting through the songs. I'm like, this is a good tune. This is a good tune. And then I heard Back to Birmingham and <laughs> it was over at that point. Like it was just like, <laughs> awesome. That's, uh, that's actually the first song that Megan and I wrote together. Uh, that was, Back in like 2019, we wrote that song. Um, it's probably about two or three weeks into her being on the road yeah. with me. And um, it's been a really neat song for us to kind of watch it evolve and become what it what it is now on the record. Because uh, we wrote it at a time where, you know, she was so hungry to feel all those things and like go through that. And, you know, I, I had kind of been, you know doing that and living on the road for for four or five years before that and mm. now to see it come out and you know she has invested her entire life into being on the road i mean her and i we've lived in an rv with just the two of us and our dog traveling up and down um you know the the east coast playing shows and pouring our heart out night after night and yeah. you know now it's like that song we've just kind of it's been there and it's changed it's evolved and uh you know it's now it's something that we are really proud of putting out and you know we hope everyone out there has their birmingham um you know some a place that that they feel strongly about and that they love and that is home and you know that's kind of what it's about is just like you know um i think all of us kind of have that place where it's like yeah. that's that's where we belong and actually pretty cool we just this past weekend uh shot a music video for that song so yeah. we had a film crew with us uh from charlottesville virginia all the way back to birmingham <laughs> <laughs> uh and we did two shows in birmingham and filmed all of it and, uh so we will have this is kind of i guess first time we've really said anything yeah. about it but we will be putting a music video for, for that song here pretty soon yeah that is awesome. That is, uh, I, I will definitely be looking forward to that. <laughs> the, what's really incredible too is, is just how for a new band and a new album, how it seems like you guys have been doing this for a while. You know, it didn't, it didn't feel like obviously it was new, but mm -hmm. a band didn't feel new. It felt like, like I said, you guys have been together for a while, like, a veteran band that was a, a very impressive thing about it was just the writing and the production the groove all of it was just fantastic 
Um, thank you. But yeah, it, it's with this um, record, all these songs came from so many different places in the past couple of years um, and different experiences that we were going through. But collectively, I feel like it does, you know, it's it's about the highs and lows of doing this and being on the road and you know, you, it's, it's all of it, um, at once and all these songs really, you know, creating them in the studio, they just came alive and it, we, we felt like this, this group of songs did belong together, even though they did come from like 2019 or 2020, like years ago where we had them, we just hadn't really put them together yet. And, uh, we're, we were very, very proud of, of it and the way that it came out and way that it all Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. kind of flows together so thank you for saying that and getting that <laughs> how has the road been i mean, I mean really in, the, in this day and age a young band really has to hit the road and do the grind yeah yeah for us i mean that's it i mean that's kind of what it's always been is like mm-hmm. we love being able to put out music and maybe try to reach new people but like I think a lot of bands, they put the record out and that's like their reason for going on the road. We just love to be on the road. Like that's just how we live our lives. It's we, you know, right now we just got back from a little bit of time out and, you know, we've been home for like, I don't know, Couple like hours? six hours. And it's <laughs> like, man, let's go. Let's go play some more shows. Let's get back out there. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's a, uh, I don't know if you would call it a sickness or a, an, an infection or what, but man, we just, uh, we live for it. It's yeah. where we thrive. It's, you know, where we feel at home and where we, where we like to be. It's, uh, it's, it's just how we kind of live our lives at this point. <laughs> and I do feel like our, you know, like our passions in our live show, like we, 
we love the record um, and we're happy that it's out so that people can enjoy it. But we want that to draw people to come see us live. Uh, the songs, uh, and we pull a lot. I mean, like we said, Led Zeppelin really never played anything the same twice. And we kind of live by that. Uh, the songs are are different live and the energy is different live. And we just, we love the live show. Um, I love performing. We all love performing. And it's really kind of where we get to, you know, show showcase ourselves um so we always we always will be a live band that's just kind of where our pride and joy is at yeah uh, it, it, it really <laughs> is it's like i mean you know that whenever somebody performs i think there's like you can get caught up in being you know perfect or uh like to the point where it can almost get robotic and mm-hmm. i don't think there's anything robotic about music and especially about rock and roll and like you know, the songs that we put out and the songs that we're writing now and songs that we've put out before, uh, all of it, like, you know, when we play them live, they all mean something different every, every time you play it because <laughs> it's going to depend on what mood you're in and how you're feeling and what your experience that day has been or that week yeah. or whatever. It's, you know, it's, you got to leave that room for, for interpretation, even, you know, us being the ones that wrote these songs and, it, you gotta just leave it open and be mm-hmm. willing to go down whatever path the song takes you on. Uh, that's kind of, <laughs> you know, how we, how we play. It's how we live our lives. We're just kind of holding on for dear life and <laughs> going whichever way the wind's going to blow us. <laughs> yeah. That's great to hear. Cause I really think that's needed. And I, I really enjoy when a band does make it their own live outside of the album. If I want to hear, everything exactly played like it is on the album i'll stay home and listen to the album yeah. i want to hear right. i want to hear the journey i want to hear the mistakes i want to hear the differences and how you yeah. got to approach it live that's that's what makes a live show what it is mm. as far as growing your audience and touring i notice you guys stay a lot on the in the south and on the east coast how has the following been progressing for you guys it's been this year has been really cool. Um, I, I'll tell you this too. We both of us we're you know we're we are believers in Christ, and uh, we started this year off doing this twenty one days of prayer thing. And uh, you know it was kind of you do some fasting and you give up some things that are kind of pulling on your relationship and with God and different things. And we started our year with that, and we feel like we've been blessed in ways that like you know we we can't even really believe sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, I know everything is to scale. There's, you got to keep things to scale when you do this. And for us, um, you know, we have a, a great band that's been out with us for about eight months now that, you know, we can count on to show up every single night mm-hmm. and be the best that, that they can be. And um, we've gotten to take that band out on the road and open for uh, some guys that are really doing some amazing things. We went out on the road with, them Dirty Roses, um, a guy named Tanner Usry that um, he just signed with Atlantic Records and he's getting ready to put out an absolutely amazing record. Um, mm-hmm. And we've gotten to go and play. I mean, we literally, we went coast to coast this summer. We played in California. We saw the Golden Gate Bridge and we saw Niagara Falls in the same summer. And we've gotten to meet and play for and and um, just 
hang out with so many new people and different people that, uh, you know, we never would have met if it wasn't for this music and, and for this life that we're blessed to live. And, um, you know, we're, as far as growing the band, it's hard. It's like, you can't really put your finger on like you do this, this, Mm -hmm. this, and this happens. It's like, you just got to go out and play every show you can, uh, do it the best you can feel it as much as you, as you know, it's, that's what it's about is like, you got to make people feel what you feel. And that's what we aim to do. We just go out and try to put on the best show we can make the best music we can. And, uh, you know, if people listen to it, great. If not, we're going to keep making it cause we yeah. enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is, it is neat to see new people connecting with our music and, um, you know, kind of starting to hop on the train a little bit and, get excited about what we're doing it's neat to have feel like you have people excited about what you're doing and this is really the first time that we've kind of felt that way and um yeah it's it's uh it's a it's it's been great man it's it's been good so them dirty roses i call them the van halen of southern rock bands yeah (laughs) nice yeah dude they're freaking awesome they are incredible bands they're really nice guys too we actually um they, we played a show with them pretty close to my hometown and uh, we got to kind of take them to one of like the bars that we play at a lot. Uh, it's like one of our, we have lots of hometown bars cause we travel so much, but <laughs> we took them out there and uh, you know, had a good time. It, they're, they're really nice guys and uh, great, great music, great musicians. Um, we're rooting for them and Maybe. cheering for them and man, just love to see what they're doing. And it's uh that's like I said, it's one of the best parts about this is the people that you get yeah. to meet and the experiences you have. It's, it's really cool, but yeah, Van Halen of Southern rock, man, that, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I saw them one time in Chicago and it's been a while since I've seen a band drink that much on stage. And them boys like to throw down. Them boys they, throw they, down. Do. they do. That's, yeah. for sure. and that's, <laughs> why was, that's why I was like, this is the Van Halen of Southern rock band. <laughs> Dude, they uh they definitely go hard, man. They're yeah. they're a good time. <laughs> totally. But talk about the band's live show. Them they they uh I, I Oh, mean, it's so good. It's good so like if, if you listen to their music on the record, yeah. It, it's it's all I mean, don't get me wrong, the music's great, but when you go see them live, it is, it is a completely different experience. James like his voice is the way his voice fills a room is like, yeah. it's amazing. And it's, I mean, the whole, the whole band is great. Uh, lots of energy. And mm. we always, every time they post their schedule, we're like, all right, is there any date that they're playing that we can take off and go see these guys? <laughs> Cause they're, they're just, they're, that is a, a Southern rock That's and roll Southern band. <laughs> yeah, no, they're great. I love their stuff. Great band. Yeah. Uh, they're from Alabama, I think. Yeah. They grew up not too far from me. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys have you guys been to Nashville yet? Have you guys played Nashville? Uh we do. So uh, a few months ago we played Whiskey Jam. Uh and then uh we actually played Whiskey Jam in yeah, two we're weeks playing, again. We we haven't uh I mean when I moved to Nashville originally back in I, I think it was like two thousand seventeen or eighteen. I played on, I did the Broadway thing and that's how I tried to meet people and try to put a band together. Um, but since then, uh, we haven't done a whole lot of stuff, um, in Nashville. It's kind of just home base. Cause that's, this is where 
our you know our band is our bass player and one of our guitar players live here and um you know it's just it's a good kind of spot for us to be mm-hmm. in but um other than like a few little showcases here and there um we're not doing a whole lot we're hoping to maybe do uh one or two ticket at shows in nashville and yeah. in 2024 but just kind of got to see you know where the cards fall and if it makes sense we're we're down we're you know we're always happy to go anywhere and everywhere and play um but uh it's just you know finding the right spot the right time and and making it happen but yeah it's lots of great spots in in nashville to play these days uh so we're definitely we're going to work on it <laughs> yeah I, I usually try to hit nashville a couple times a year um, because a lot of the bands that I've had on the show are all based there, like you guys are. Yeah, I like to go down and see, you know, some of them play. Like, you know, the basement's a great place. Yeah, mm-hmm. Third and Lindley or Lindsley or I forget. First, yeah, Third Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool place. Uh, Brooklyn Bowl is awesome. Yeah, there's. We so just many- bought tickets to see Dirty Honey there, and yeah. uh, I think it's December. December. Yeah. Uh, so we're stoked for that one. That we can't wait. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um John Nato is such a man. That guy can write a riff. Yeah. <laughs> he can write a riff. So when you look back at these songs, now that the album's done, right? And you and mm-hmm. you start working on this in 2021. Mm-hmm. Come out the other side. Now you're playing, it's been released. When you reflect on it, does it mean do these songs mean something different now than when you were creating them? Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's funny. <laughs> like kind of the way we do things it's not really no set in stone like this is how we write a song or this is how we do it but um you know a lot of these songs i think like they started i kind of wrote them from like a blues perspective um i just kind of wrote like some simple blues songs and i'd take them to megan and and she'd you know would be like well you know, that's not really how I would sing it. What if we did it like this? And, you know, from right there, now this song takes on a new meaning than, mm-hmm. you know, the exact thing that I had in my mind when I put the words on paper. And then we took it into the studio and our producer, Steven, um, who's <clears throat> an absolute genius, um, <laughs> absolute pleasure working with him. And, uh, you know, just a dream come true to get to work with a guy like that, that just with his knowledge and, creativity and uh just ability to to create sounds and layers and just so so many good things we have to say about Mm. steven um but we took we took it into him and you know he kind of took what we had and and elevated it and you know then with that it took on a new meaning and you know now we go out and play these songs live and we're playing them with this band and you know each guy is hearing it differently and interpreting it, it you know has a different interpretation and you know we're we're all doing our part and as you play them and you know it's they they become new every night and they do it really does like for me it depends on the mood that i'm in you know yeah. how my week's been or how my day's been uh some of the songs on this record like you know whenever i sometimes i'm in a throwing stones mood where like it's <laughs> like man like i just just i have this feeling about things and um you know that song hits me differently and i play it differently or you know back to birmingham if we've been away from our families for a while and you know we both have young nieces and nephews and uh it's hard sometimes watching them grow up while we're out on the road but 
you know, that song will hit you sometimes and, and it'll take on a new life. And I mm-hmm. think it'll be more emotional and more passionate yeah. just because you're, you're really feeling those things. So I definitely think every, every time I hear them, play them, uh, you know, anything, they, it's, they always take on a new meaning, a stronger meaning or, um, and then also hearing the feedback from other people and what it means to them. Uh, it's, you know, it's things that we don't really think about. Um, we've had so many people come up to us and tell their stories of their bluebirds, um, and things like that from where the bluebird goes. So it's, it's, it's just cool. I think that's what music is, is all about is, interpretation and watching it be, be interpretized be, but, but being universal <laughs> to uh to everyone in their own way it's it's been really cool to kind of see these songs develop and grow through everybody that we've been able to play them for i think that's what the amazing thing is about songwriting is mm-hmm. how you have all these thoughts that you want to convey in a song and you got to filter it into a three to five minute song. Mm-hmm. And then you, you give it to the audience and it's theirs after that. And they interpret what they feel and it can yeah. be completely different than what you intended it to be. There's a beauty in that. That is, that is just absolutely incredible. Um, when you mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, you know, just the, the, you know, passing back and forth of energy. Uh, it's, it's a cool thing. And we're, you know, super thankful that we get to create these songs together. And, uh, you know, the way that we got to do it was an absolute blessing. And now, like you said, you know, getting to hear people's thoughts and opinions on them. Um, it's there, it's theirs now, you know, it's, they were ours (laughs) and they're, they're whoever is willing to listen. It belongs to them now. So, uh, you know, we we just hope people enjoy it and can connect with it, and it just it makes them feel something. Uh, yeah. That's that's the most you can ask for, I think. And as far as touring goes, I think about you know, a band that tours a lot, and it's like a family <laughs> unit that moves across the country, and that's Blackberry Smoke. You know, they'll yeah. they'll play two hundred shows, two hundred and fifty shows a year, or close to it. You know, they play play so much and. They're such a great live band, but they're like this, like I said, this family unit that is constantly moving from city to city and they've built their audience through that just by playing. And, you know, they're one of the greatest rock bands right now in modern rock. Yeah. Um, And they've managed to do that and managed to survive because a lot of bands don't survive like that because I think they have a view of success or the definition of success that sometimes isn't attainable. And, you know, it's, it's always good to stay present when you're in music and you're touring and you're doing the ground like you guys and really have a definition of success. That is what you do. You know, I, I just talked to recently that was talking about, you know, I, I, I'm a musician. I'm in a band. I can pay my bills. I can, you know, pay for my food. Oh, uh, Chris Voss from the record company. Oh had a, yeah. Had a great yeah. conversation with him and he was talking about success. And I think, I think a lot of times the younger artists get into this game with these 
visions of Ferraris and mansions and yeah. certainly that can happen. But if you're able to make a living making music, to me, that is success. Yeah. I think for us, like, I mean, we, when I started this tour with Dylan, I was, I just turned 21, um, just moved to Nashville, living on my own, paying my own bills and stuff like that. And, you know, when we started this together, it was easy to kind of take a lot of it for granted and see a lot of it as, you know, this is really hard. Is it worth it? And after when COVID hit and all of it was taken away, you know, we had to go and get full-time jobs and we were working construction and uh, building walking coolers, building industrial kitchens. And, you know, that's hard, you know, that's not an easy life to live. So I think it really, you just got to choose your heart. You got to like, it is, it's not going to be pretty all the time. We're on the road. We're away from our family. We break down. We, you know, play to nobody. Sometimes we play to 500 people sometimes, but you know, I feel like for us, we always find the good in things. And the fact that we get to do this together um, with really talented people, uh, it's, it's not that hard. You know, it's, we are very, very fortunate and we know that now. And, you know, I'm, I'm 25 now and able to live this life that I that really is what my dreams are made of at 10 years old when I started even thinking about doing music. So I do think for us, like we understand that, you know, it it could be a lot harder. (laughs) Um, And we definitely don't take it for granted because it could be taken away also at any moment. Um, A lot of things happen. A lot of things in life change, but the fact that even if we just get to do this for this moment, like it has been such an incredible experience and something that we'll be able to, this album will live forever. So we, it's, it's always going to be fun and exciting and we get to do it together. So I think that it's just, uh, it's, it's not that hard to get, uh, whatever you do it. I mean, life is hard. You're going to, no matter what you do, there's ups and downs. And I think it's just, you know, finding a reason to be happy every day yeah. and finding a reason to keep going. And, uh, that's, that's what you got to do no matter what it is, uh, that you do. And, you know, we, like Megan said, we do try to find the silver lining and everything and, and see the good in it and know that, you know, all of this is, is for a reason. We might not know the reason, but, uh, you know, we just try to do the best we can to, to honor the, you know, the opportunities mm-hmm. that we're getting and, and, and be the best we can be and, and just, do everything we can to sustain it for as long as it's what <laughs> what we're supposed to do. And yeah. uh, we're, we're happy with that. We feel really good about the things we're doing and, um, you know, just keep on moving on and yeah. uh, the road's going to take us wherever it is. And, and as long as we got each other, we're going <laughs> to, we'll, we're going to be all right. Yeah. What's next for you guys. We're at the tail end of 2023 going yeah. into 2024. What do you guys expect to do? What do you guys want to do? We're we're hoping to expand a lot. We we did expand a lot in 2023. Um, we're kind of just now starting to write some new music. Um, we want to be on the road as much as possible. We want to play as many places as possible. Um, We'd like to move into 
selling tickets um, yeah, we're, in a we're lot of our markets. Working on kind of, you know, I don't know gra- if graduating is the word or kind of moving from the, you know, four hour, three hour bar shows into like a different setting where we are able to kind of go in and play our stuff for, for two hours. Um, to people who just want to be there, not even necessarily listen to our music, but people that are are there to listen to music and live mm-hmm. music specifically. And that's the goal. We're, we're working towards that. And, you know, we're staying busy. Um, like I said, we're writing again. Uh, we're getting ready to we've been kind of out on the road for chunks at a time. And next couple months will be just kind of weekend trips. So we're jumping into some new rehearsals and learning new material and just trying to grow and get better and, and create and, and keep moving and, um, you know, just try to soak it all in while it's happening and, <laughs> and make the most of every opportunity that comes along. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, I mean, any more new music from you guys is always a good thing in my opinion. Yeah. We, um, our, our producers always said you have your whole life to write your first record and six months to write your second. <laughs> so we are, uh, that's definitely a priority of ours in the next couple of months to try and, you know, stay relevant. And it is like a drug too, like putting music out. Yeah. It's like, man, it's, you, you get pie. this, you get this rush. And for <laughs> us, you know, we, we worked on this one for quite a while and, uh, had talked about putting these songs out for so long and they, we put them out and you, it's just like, man, it's like, I, I, it's a feeling I can't even really describe. It's just like, it, it almost consumes you in a way uh, <laughs> and you, you ride that high and, and, you know, we're still feeling great about this music yeah. and it's still continuing to, to climb and to grow. And, you know, we're seeing some new playlistings and stuff pop up, but uh, you know, we're already thinking think about the next one. <laughs> we're ready to, to start writing and we got some stuff, you know, kind of just base layer things that we're starting to put together but man we're hoping to get some more music out um you know as quickly as time will allow us to do it uh but yeah it's you know we're we're definitely itching to get some new stuff out yeah well i'm here for it i am on board (laughs) absolutely i gotta i gotta tell you you know the the album is so good like i haven't stopped listening to it it's like my favorite thing on spotify uh, is there going to be any physical copies being sold? There is already physical copies. Um, okay. We we do everything independent, so they're not online because I don't know how to do that yet. Uh, but we're we're working on it, trying to get it, you know, an online we can, store. We can definitely send you. We a can copy definitely send you a copy. Like <laughs> and we also, I don't know exactly what the timetable is, but we do have some vinyls coming. We're yeah. going to print like a like a small um, number of vinyls that will be, that's all we'll get for this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll be posting about that stuff on all of our socials too, for when, for when those come around. But uh, yeah, right now we do have the hard copies. They're for sale at shows. And um, for you, they, we can just, we'll just mail it to you. We'll send it your <laughs> way. Let us know where to send it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I always like the physical copy. I'm old school. I like yeah. that copy, you know, and, and the first song, Peace, Love and Rock and Roll is an absolute killer song to start an album. <laughs> it is, it take the album takes off at that moment yeah. and it never, 
it never lands until the end of the last. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. so good. Is this album is so good? <laughs> Anyone listening who's doubting me, don't doubt me. Just listen to me. <laughs> just listen. Yeah, just listen. I like that. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, Megan, Dylan, it's been a blast getting to know you guys and talking with you guys. I look forward to next time and all the best of luck to you too as well. It's been a, it's been a joy talking with you. Thank you so much. We appreciate, you know, you sharing the word and, you know, we are a baby band, but I think we might've got a little bit grown up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're growing. We're still growing. But thank you for, uh, for your support and the podcast and everything. And having us on. we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Everyone, you can see all the information for the band, Parker Barrow, on uh, on the notes or in the notes for the podcast. So you'll see their website, all their socials. So follow those links and give them a follow and see where they're playing. I know they got some dates here till the end of the year. Um, mostly, I think, in Florida, you guys will be and some other places, too, as well. So check all that out. Go check out the album. It's on all streaming platforms, Jukebox Gypsies. That's just absolutely killer. Like I said, don't doubt me. Just listen to me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks to Megan and Dylan for, for coming on and talking with me. This has been another episode of The Hook Rocks. I am Jay Scott. Take care of each other, and we will talk soon. Thanks.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 